podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to the Churrosi Tacticas Podcast. It is August something. I think it's the 10th. We are here. Midweek action is the 9th. The 9th. Thank you, Keon. That, that is right. Actually, I read that earlier today. The 9th here in Spain of Especially the hottest day of the year so far. So uh, it is a good thing that the family and I are out on this uh, retreat. While, um, of course, we got to come back for our loyal listeners with another churros. A free one on this Wednesday to discuss a range of topics. Last night, Kian, it was the Joan Gamper Trophy that took place in the, I was going to say Spotify come now, but of course it was the fir very first game uh, which starts a new spell in the history, another chapter in the history of Barca where we will play at least the upcoming year and a half in the Olympic, the Juiz Compañes, the Estadio Olimpico, uh, the Olympic Stadium on top of the Montjuic Mountain in overseeing the city of Barcelona. Some great views in an stadium that was uh, used, inaugurated in 1992 for the Barcelona Olympics and uh, was, of course, also once the home of the Pericos. Espanol used to play their home games there before they moved over to El Prat. Yesterday, the first game for Barca against Tottenham, it was uh, a game that, um, well, certainly uh, left, uh, I left with, uh, I left with, For, with a lot of impressions, we're here to discuss all of that and a whole bunch of stuff more. Joining, as always, is Kian Sobani. Kian, my friend, how are you doing over in uh, Nova Scotia? As I continue to enjoy your string of uh, pictures that you share, as well as videos, because you go from cottage to cottage and uh, stadium to stadium, just dropping you know, photo bombs and video bombs all over, all over the place. It's constant. I do pretty much extremes of nature in the middle of nowhere, cliffs and trails and oceans and all that stuff, or like big cities and stadiums. So it's nice. It's the yin and the yang. I'm devastated today, man. Like it's been, it's been so hard. Like we won 14 Champions League titles. And all of that was erased yesterday with the, the Gamper trophy you guys picked up. It's like just such an important trophy, it's such a meaningful game. And um, it stays home, another one. It stays how many home. do you guys have right now? More than anyone else. We don't even have one. You don't have one. Invite us. I think you might have one. I think you might have one. I'm Did we play? Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Like back in like the 50s, you mean? Like, like that yeah, era? Yeah. Something like that. Might be wrong, but uh, yeah, what a game it was, man. Hey, look, uh, another test, you know, it's been a strange preseason. I will say that, you know, initially, obviously missing the first one against uh, Juve, then losing in this ridiculous, like crazy 4-3 game against Arsenal, then five. winning the class. What? The Manita, five. 5-3, 5-3, my apologies. Then winning the Clásico by three goals to nil. Winning, uh, who else did we beat? Uh, AC Milan by 1-0. It was another 3-1 in there, right? Against? Couldn't tell you what you guys have done this preseason. Anyway, what was the it's just, it's, it's been... It's been it's been uh it's been a strange the reason I say that it's been strange because also yesterday in the Gamper, besides the fact that it took place in, in you know the UE's Compine Stadium, 
which is going to take some getting used to. I will tell you that right now, Keon. Well, it was, uh, yes, you know, the game ended 4-2, but it, the fact, the mere fact that the season is starting this upcoming weekend and the team is looking the way it is, I don't really think we're going to get necessarily off on the best of the best foot, put it that way, even though it's, you know, against Getafe. Uh, and after playing the likes of Real Madrid and Milan and Arsenal, etc., you, you would expect Getafe to be, uh, well, it's still a tough game, but but you know, <clears throat> not up to uh, the, the, the up to the standards of the you know your Tottenham and, and stuff and the other ones I just mentioned. So I don't know. It's it's I'm not convinced yet. I guess, and I know it's early days, but. Uh, this team still has a lot of work to do. It doesn't look like uh, we're coming off of winning La Liga by uh, with 14 points over Real Madrid, put it that way. That's interesting. Um, when I was looking at your preseason, I think it's safe to say and not inaccurate to state that your most important contributors have been players like 23 and under, right? Yeah, and the kids. In, in many cases, or in some cases, like quite extreme in that you have 16-year-olds who are, you know, like, you know, like uh, Yamin Lamal, and then you had Fermin against us. And I, like, you see a lot of excitement in the Kool-Aid world over those kids. Um, and my question to you is, how much are those kids for this season? And how much are they for... Are they going to be stashed away for yeah. seasons like more in the future? Yeah, well, uh, I, I think that you know, you there's crazy. Obviously, social media you always have to take with a grain of salt. I'm not saying anything new here, but when you're reading uh, comments, the likes of Lamina Mal should be a starter already this season. Mm. over uh, uh, Rafinha, let's say. Um, it's pretty ridiculous, right? I mean, I don't think as happy and ex- as excited as I am for Lamina Mal to, to form part of the first team and start training much more regularly, not to say, you know, be on the bench for the first team. I want him to continue to progress and get, get minutes as well. And uh, I don't think that he is needs to be put in a position where he is getting chosen ahead over Rafinha, quite frankly. Um, now, uh, so with that, I'm saying that I don't think that they're a finished product, product for this season uh, by any means. But I do think that what Barca is building at the moment for the future is very, very interesting. And I hope that that, you know, call it evolution, that progress, that transition rather, will be uh, consistent and, 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 and will be very much present this season under head coach Xavi Hernandez and that we do see these players, you know, increase in protagonism uh, and their presence on the first team, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I think the reason I also ask that question is, yeah, and I agree with you. I, and I think in these cases there are overhyped situations right these players in some sense are overhyped like the fact that Yami Lamal would start next season might be a little bit of a stretch I also saw a report that Barca may try to bring Vitor Roque over earlier because Atletico are eliminated from contention in Brazil and whether that happens or not 
um, I'm not sure, but it got me thinking of the excitement around Barca's preseason, at least for you guys. So much of it is on these young players, and I just re- it remains to be seen how much they'll be utilized yeah. uh, in, in the actual season itself. I also have no idea, and maybe you have more insight than me, although I don't know <laughs> if uh, now, now that you don't work at Barca anymore how much that has changed. With Ansu Fati, Xavi gave a very interesting uh, a little answer. Bit too inter- a little bit too interesting. I, I, yeah. So just to recap for listeners who don't know, Xavi after the game was asked, I believe in the press conference, about Ansu Fati's future, whether he'll be sold or not. And here's the no, quote. I was... Sorry? It was post-match. It was, it was right after the game. So it was actually pitch side. Pitch but, side, okay. Yeah. So the quote is, quote, we will see we depend a lot on fair play. He is training and playing very well, but... There is a market until August 31st, end quote. Bit surprising, right? That he would say something like super, that publicly? Super surprising, super, in my case, uh, deflating, kind of discouraging because, you know, he scored the winning goal against Milan. He, he had a very good, you know, participation in this game as well. Okay, we get it. You know, he's not a starter. He hasn't been a starter all preseason, but he's showing excellent signs. And 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 I was close to tweeting yesterday, something like you know, in Ansu, I believe, or I continue to believe, or something. And I I, I kind of did it in the end because why, d- dude? You'd no longer work for Barca. You can be as controversial as you want. And quite frankly, oh, that no, tweet I, is child's play. Get out there in the I, world, Diego. I, Re- I, unleash. I, I, I didn't tweet it because I got distracted, not because I, I okay. didn't. I did it out of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so the reason I'm, I'm saying it because I tweeted it, and 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 because I truly believe it. You know, I want to believe in Ansu, and I continue to believe in Ansu, and I see moments of brilliance like this, where even the explosiveness and him getting away, breaking away from defenders, running into space. Um, and, and and being good on the ball, being good with his first touch and finishing. You know, I'm like, this is our fucking Nansu, man. This is our number 10. This is our fucking guy. Like, we need to have him be much more present in the rotation and 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 and, and under child like you know he needs to be getting significant minutes man because he can he can he has produced and he can continue to produce. If anything, you know, here's somebody that also broke out on the scene at the age of 16, uh, like other players before him, and but not to compare him to other number 10s, but certainly with up-and-coming players like Lamine Yamal, who were arguing and were saying on this podcast right now, we, we you know need to have a progressive but continuous uh, 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 evolvement and evolution uh, and transition within to the first team. Well, the same need, needs that needed to happen continues to uh, needs to continue to happen with Ansu. Maybe Ansu, you know, broke out on the scene a little bit too quickly with a little bit too much hype and a little bit too much glamorous moments and a little bit too severe injuries, but the expectations that has been placed on still a very young player, you know, is, was, is, and was maybe unfair. And, and probably the same is happening with, with the La Mina Mal. Um, let it be, let's take, you know, let's take a, a soft approach. Let's take a slow approach, but let's not take our 
foot off the pad- pedal neither. And um, and in Ansu's case, have him shipped away. You know, I think it would be a, t- an, a terrible shame. And Xavi's answer for my liking was a little bit to... Uh, disheartening man like uh like i said a little bit too realistic like i think come august 30th ansu's gone dude. <laughs> like that you wow. know you're, you're you're mendes and you're ansu and you're listening to the head coach talk and you're like shit it sounds like you know there are we need to start packing our bags and, and looking for serious offers from other serious teams other than you know <laughs> Wolverhampton or whatever because clearly our coach is not really counting on us man and, and that that sucks well there's a couple points I want to bring up and they're two different sides of the argument. But regardless, I think if you go back, I think Chavi should not have said that. I think I kind of get irked sometimes and this is not about Chavi. This is about coaches in general. This has happened at Ramja plenty of times. We're just like, yeah. sometimes I feel like we just don't need to say things. We can just dodge the question, be political, be boring and get out of the way. I think in this case, because even if Ansu stays now, is it like yeah. a, a vote of confidence or is it like, oh, you got to stay? Oh, too bad. I guess. Anyways, Ansu maybe like is mature enough to know like, hey, like he'll be, he won't get discouraged either way. But uh, yeah. the first perspective I want to bring is that if you get pre-injury Ansu, that's about as good of a Dembele replacement that you could sign, right? Yeah. But to lose Dembele and then lose him blows. And I kind of thought that, you know, getting Dembele's salary off the books would have just meant you you would have been okay now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. The second point is, this is the devil's advocate. <clears throat> and this has nothing to do with Chavi. what Chavi said. This has more to do with if you do sell Ansu. I know you've also been vocal before that, you know, maybe... Ansu, because of his injury, will never be the same. And even if he does, maybe he doesn't get back to his best consistently. Maybe it's more here and there. Let's say if that's the case, and the way he's playing now, maybe you're selling him at a high point, and he has a lot of value right now, and he may never be as valuable as he is in this moment. We don't know. But if that turns out to be the case for Barca, then then that would work out. But it's hard to predict. Yeah, yeah. Is is this better if I hold my camera like this horizontally? From a video perspective, it's more yeah, in, yeah it's it's better. Okay. From an audio uh, perspective, it makes no difference. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and 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 you know, I I bring up uh, like you brought up Ansu Fati. We talk about Lamina Mal, and and in the same breath, of course. Well, and we've talked about on previous uh, recent pods about San Fermin as well, of course. Uh, Fermin Lopez crushing it, and 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 also yesterday having very good minutes. Um, because I think the future, I think there could be a very fluid transition towards younger players that are knocking on the first door. Victor Roque, you mentioned as well, another name that, of course, we're hoping, uh, Barca fans are hoping that that he will come sooner rather than later. Uh, I think we need him. There's, uh, you know, we have to, of course, convince uh, the Brazilian club of that. I don't think it's very likely. Otherwise, it's waiting until uh, 
the winter transfer window, but have you read or noticed the signing of this uh, German top talent? I didn't know before. Noah uh, Darvich, Darvich, I think it is. Noah Darvich, Darvich from Freiburg. No, did you read about it? No? No. Okay. Well, uh, it, it, it certainly looks like a very... Uh, interesting talent. Uh, another one of these top talents from the German youth ranks that was sought after by the big clubs. Um, he's, he decided to come to Barca, 16 years old. And uh, from you know what I've seen, uh, certainly a very interesting player with you know great vision, great technical ability. Uh, all the YouTube highlights, you know, that, that we've seen in the past from other players that flatter the player, uh, you see the best of the best. So it looks very promising. Now, I say this because I didn't know the player beforehand, and, um, neither the interest that Barca had in him. But if players like that can play regularly for Barca Athletic, you know, while making their break or, 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 you know, train with the first team, have some minutes in sporadic games in, in the Copa del Rey. Why not use the younger players more? We know that there's a lot of mileage and minutes on these players' legs. Take uh, games or tournaments like the Copa del Rey with what it is. And that is like the third-ranked trophy, you know. It's it's competitive, but neither in the t- list of top priority uh, such as the league and the Champions League. So give those minutes to the players that need to evolve and break into the first team and, and get more familiar with top-flight competitive football. Um, and and I hope to see that. I, I truly hope to see that with these younger players because there's a lot of you know talk about signing you know with Neymar potentially coming back now. That's something that we need to talk about because that seems to be... Um, well, according to some, like a 200% done deal, the return of Neymar, or rather than looking at old, you know, past Barca heroes uh, and other ones that are maybe out of our alcance, out of our reach uh, because of the financial situation, like Bernardo Silva, etc. I, I would hope that we continue to uh, prize and, and, and hone the talent that we have at home with, with these youngsters as well. Well, if so, yeah. If you, I, I know a lot of Madridistas feel similar. I mean, you brought up Neymar, and if you sell Neymar, or sorry, if you sell Ansu and bring in Neymar, we kind of know it was not a financial decision at that point, right? I mean, uh, it's Neymar's salary and his age and health. It's a risk. It's a big risk. Um, I sub- but if but if like. I don't know. I don't. I don't really get the sense. Although I, I literally know nothing. So take my opinion for a grain of salt. Do you get the sense that Xavi would like to have Neymar back? Yeah, absolutely not. Me neither. If there's if there's anything, if there's anything that I like, the word around the campfire, right? And this is not coming from Xavi directly, but uh, if you have to take the sources close to him at their word, and, and and the people that I'm hearing it from, I do, is that the interest is fully from within the board and mainly to get 
the reason why they wanted Messi back as well is to get the people to move their asses to fill the seats in a stadium that is uncomfortable for the Sosi to get to, right? Uh, so they need they need a marketable name for people like to get off of their asses and move their way to the Olympic Stadium. Uh, whereas Chavi's like, no, I I do not want like he has no interest in in, in bringing somebody with Neymar's baggage and and current state uh, into a, a dressing room where that he's trying to mentalize to be as hungry and as professional as 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 ever, you know. Um. Yeah, it'll be. But, but the thing is, the thing is, is that there are some sources, Kian, um, that even like kind of double checked. Uh, and, and you know, I'm not somebody that brags on having the the be- the most amazing contacts. Uh, but I I managed to sort of hear fia fia like through somebody who knows somebody that is you know close with this. Uh, I think it's a, it's a shake, right? There's this person in Qatar that was famous for breaking the news that the Messi to Inter deal was done and that Saudi Arabia wasn't going to happen. Uh, uh, and he broke a couple of stories. Well, that person, this 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 person that is very big on, on social media, uh, a Qatari, is saying that the Neymar to Barca deal is like 200% done deal and it is being financed by Saudi Arabia. Uh, wow, and that'll be a one that it's a one year loan deal, basically. What does Saudi get from Neymar? They're buying Neymar and then loaning him to Barca for one year, one season. Huh? Yeah. Well, why? Why would Saudi do that? Why wouldn't they just? Why would they loan him? Why wouldn't they just keep him? Like, what does that benefit them? This is I, shit. Q, I, Q, from now on, you're called. Q, FCQ. I don't know what to call you guys. You're no longer FCB. You're FCQ. UCB. UCB. Uh, the the so the, I I guess and and again this is unconfirmed. Uh, but in order to convince Neymar to sign for the Saudi club because he wanted mm. to go, he wants to go to Barca. Uh, but Barca are like, look, we cannot pay you your salary. The only way was to 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 you know formulate a deal in that kind of a way. I guess, I guess. Wow, that's fascinating. If that becomes true, that's a win. That's a rare win, 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 win. Four four wins. Neymar gets to go to Barca, and then he gets paid like a madman. PSG get rid of Neymar. Saudi get Neymar eventually, and Barca get Neymar for free. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. Well, in that sense, I mean, I don't know what the salary works, how to, how that works. Would would Barca have to pay like half? Would they pay all of it? Like how that, how that salary works? Entertain me for a sec, because I know you hate Neymar with all your heart. And I actually don't like him that. more. I don't know. I don't Every time I praise him. Neymar, you you get your you get your balls twisted. Like, There's very few people or things I hate, and Neymar is not one. Okay, I just think he made very dumb choices, the wrong choices, and you know he, he's paid for it. Well, he also got paid at the same time. <laughs> he got paid for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll take this to my grave. I know Neymar's 
you and I have been on the same page on this. He's older. Body's not what it used to be. Doesn't take care of himself. But if you get him on the field consistently, he's still one of the best swingers in the world, in my opinion. I know. I know you think that. I know, and and discrepamos. We we disagree. I don't think that he is. I just don't think that he has that level of professionalism and ambition, motivation to compete at at the highest level. Really, um, and even if he wants to, let's say you know things work out and he gets stays healthy for an extended period amount, you know, for yeah, an extended period amount of time. And he has like a brilliant world cup in the end, his age and his lack of professionalism catches up with him, unfortunately, and sees him get ejected and KO'd for crunch time. The most important phase of the season ever since he left Barca, like it's just been a repeat pattern for PSG season after season after season, getting injured for the most critical phase, the stage where you need to be peaking. Uh, Neymar can't hack it. His body, you know, lets let uh, lets him down. Um, so I just... And then, it's, and then there's all the other off-the-field antics. You, I don't know. I understand Xavi's trepidation and his, his doubts, his fear, I guess, for letting somebody quote-unquote, poison the locker room when he is trying to instill this new mentality, this this hunger within a, a squad, a group of players that, you know, want to win the Champions League, that are fresh coming off of being Champions League champions, uh, putting Barca again, you know, at the highest level uh, from a, a nation perspective and now have to compete on the European platform as well and, and reconquer the European trophy. I don't know if a Neymar... Is it is an ingredient you want to add to your recipe uh, to become Champions League, you know, European champions once again? I, I I don't know. It's your hypothetical. I think is more far fetched than the one I just laid out because of what we've been seeing over the past, you know, what has it been five six seasons? I agree with you. Just to clarify, I think it's not a wise sporting decision to to uh, to bring him in. So I, I guess you if, don't. Don't I don't No, I, I mean, I wouldn't probably because there's just too many variables with right. him. He's not around enough. He's yeah. not professional enough. I agree with you in that sense. I just think that at least the, the risk is lowered for Barca if it's a situation like this where it's a loan deal. And then maybe Xavi can work yeah. his voodoo and influence him to be professional and maybe a change of scenery, etc. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I would imagine that Chabi would have a talk with him and say, hey, dude, like the only way that and Chabi knows him, obviously they were teammates. So he would I would imagine he would say something like the only way I would want you in my dressing room is like I expect 100 percent full commitment, you know, football day in, day out for these upcoming 12 months to help us win the Champions League and not come here to Barca because you want to, you know, uh, go back to enjoying the late Barca nights and or Barcelona nights. And uh, you understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, enjoy the nightlife and have a good time here. Like, we're here to win and to put Barca back where be- where we belong to be, and that's at the top. Is it? Is there more to do or less to do in Barca than in Paris? 
So so don't make a mistake. I said Barca and then changed to, to Barcelona. Barca is, you only use Barca to refer to the team. Okay, sorry. The city, I apologize. Barcelona. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. The, 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 there's a short, there's a, like an abbreviation, if you will, or a shortened version for Barcelona, and that's Barna. You'll see it's sometimes written in the on the uh, traffic uh, signals and stuff. Anyway, is there more or less to do in Barcelona than Paris? Uh, I mean... How many McDonald's and how many strip clubs in each city? <laughs> I would, I would like for me, hands down, Barcelona nightlife, you know, outmatches that of Paris. Uh, but then I've never lived in Paris. I, I have been there on, on numerous occasions. And for me, Barcelona nightlife, you know, Spain nightlife in general is, is like nowhere else in, in Europe. So, um, there's more over sinning to do over here. Over over Ibiza, London. What? Over Ibiza and London. Ibiza, Spain, man. Oh, but you said all of Europe. Yes, yeah, Spanish nightlife. Oh, Spanish you know, nightlife outmatches like the rest of Europe in terms of nightlife for sure. <clears throat> all right, let's talk about Real Madrid. Let's talk about it then. There are no new Is updates. he there yet? Is he there yet? <laughs> Mbappé update number. Up, update number 55 of Wednesday, August 9th. <laughs> was it you that tweeted every Mbappé update is the same? I saw, I saw somebody... I think it was me, yeah. Madrid account. It's every two hours the same update. <laughs> I am hugely disappointed that Francois Gallardo's prediction didn't come true. The one that I echoed here on the podcast of the 23rd, I think it was, of July. Yeah. Maybe he just got the date wrong. Or maybe he just knew nothing like everybody else. Right. So that's it. That's the headline of the podcast. Mbappe update. What's the latest? That's the latest. (laughs) Same as every day. Same as every hour. Um, I, I will say this, just to add to the us piling on and list of infinite reasons why PSG suck. This, have you ever seen anything like this, where a team creates a different training session for the people they don't like? <laughs> like that, what is that? Makes in, like an incredible, like that. That is not real life. No, I can't think. No organization, no team in sports would have a different training session for like the players they don't like. It's like, hey, you guys, you guys don't want to sign contracts. You just, you, you guys want to honor your contracts, but don't want to commit more. Go over there to that field over there. They're like posting their own uh, training updates on Instagram story. Uh, all the play- it's hilarious. The players who are ter- who are training there at the unwanted PSG training. They're posting their own Instagram stories or laughing at the situation. <laughs> like, you've never seen anything like it, right? This has never happened before in any any sports. So, so you say that, but I want to say that both in the cases of Barca and Madrid, we've had players like apartado, the players that are separated from the group uh, as a form of like kind of punishment. And the reason I said is because, in particular, like during these transfer windows whether it's summer usually summer transfer windows when the team exactly like in prison 
preseason, gets back to training. Like, wasn't Usman Dembele separated by Dortmund when he rebelled because he wanted to force his move to, to Barca at the time? I feel like this is not an isolated yes, case. I, I hear what you're saying. That that situation is more common, but the list of the reason that PSG is outcasting these guys are for things they didn't do anything okay. wrong. Like Dembele pushing right. his way out. Okay, that's annoying. We punish him. All Mbappe is doing in this situation is honoring his contract, technically speaking. All he's <laughs> right, saying right, is yeah. that I'm staying until what I signed for. I just don't want to sign, say after that. That's a completely that's reasonable stance to take. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah, punish yeah. someone for honoring a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ludicrous. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Is he, and is he, is he going on, on uh, Instagram, like, posting stuff about it? I don't know. You know me. I don't follow anyone on Instagram. Let me see. But ah, no, thought, no, like, uh, so, uh, Abdul Diallo, who is one of the outcast players. Just <laughs> what? what? I, I don't know why he's outcasted. There's him, okay. there's Wijnaldum, there's a few others. And uh, he just posted a story of them like just smiling and laughing and training. They're just like posing. I just think the whole situation is bizarre, hilarious, ridiculous. And any player, superstar looking at that from outside on a different team has to look at that and be like, were you going to do that to me? Like, I, There's no way Lucho agrees with this, right? There's no way Lucho no. was like, send Mbappe and those guys over to that training session. Dude, I'm still hoping for the Lucho, uh, you know, disappearing in the morning thing is going to turn out to be true. Like, I, I just hope one day the players rock up to the training and it's Lucho the one who's like dipped out and been like, this is a madhouse. This is insane. This is a circus. I refuse to work here. Dude, what happened with Sergio Ramos? Why did he, like, leave? Was <laughs> He's without a team right now. That's a really weird, underrated story, is that Sergio Ramos is, is a free agent. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck? What happened there? He must have been like, yo, I'm going to Miami with Messi. And Messi's like, no, you're not in there. <laughs> I have no idea. I, all I know is that he didn't want to renew. Right. And I don't think PSG wanted to bring him back either. I think he, for them, he probably falls into like the Neymar Messi category. Um, and he's without a team. I guess I'm surprised a little. Maybe he's trying to push for uh, a stay in Europe, which might be difficult because I don't know how many teams in Europe would take him on at this point. Mm. He's 37. <clears throat> like, not best. even the Audi. Not even the Saudis are like ringing his doors. Well, my theory is that there probably is an option to go to Saudi, but maybe he wants to hold out on staying in Europe as long as he can. It's going to get ugly. This It's going to get awfully desperate. Well, meanwhile, Inter Miami is like Messi, Busi, Alba. I was I I thought Iniesta was going there for sure. I was like, I guess Iniesta's gonna end up signing for them. But, I'm uh, kind of disappointed Iniesta didn't go. Mm-hmm. Like I told all my Barca friends this, I would have been interested to see that. I want to see Iniesta, Alba, Messi, Busquets play together. I think that'd be cool. Suarez too, that for would, that matter. That was that is funny. That was your uh, theory, right? Like you want to make like a competitive old man's league. It's my dream. Yeah. Is to have like all these players just play together forever. 
on the and and like if if they were smart about this, they would like I don't know random team LA Galaxy because they have had stars before like Zlatan and Beckham etc. They would turn LA Galaxy into old Real Madrid players, and then the Miami LA Galaxy would be like the classic of MLS. That would be smart. That would be great. Yeah, that would be smart. What about? Are you surprised that um, Messi's like tearing it up over there, or, or what? No. Why would I be surprised? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, did you think like uh, he was going there on holiday? Like, I mean, what, what's the what's the the broadcast like the the coverage like over there in North America? I don't know. I haven't seen a single one of his games. <laughs> But, but on the news, I know you live in Canada. Obviously, it's not the U.S. But. Right. So I mean, I'll, I'm, I I do know that it's mayhem because, like, when I, I remember when I was picked up uh, at the Los Angeles airport for the first preseason uh, day, I was picked up by my Uber driver, and it was this. It, I was being picked up at the exact same time Messi was making his debut. He was coming off the bench. And the Uber driver was watching the game while he was driving, and I was like, "Oh, is oh this shit!" Sa-? I was like, "I, oh, I was." I let the safety aspect go just to like watch it too a little bit, but he <laughs> like he was watching it, and so like um, it's a yeah. big deal over there. I mean, everyone's everyone's kind of into it. I, I it's crazy though, like that when you look at, for example, the way Busquets just like walks up the field, the level. And MLS is shockingly bad. It just looks like so easy for these guys. It really does, yeah. So I'm not surprised, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could probably score at least one goal in that league. Over the like, I mean, 30-game it, it, league, I think I could score one. You could score. I think uh, it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, don't forget that Miami was like fighting relegation basically last season. They were like bottom, right. bottom your foot club so it'll be interesting to see where they finish um so yeah. can they make the playoffs i think they qualified for the playoffs right like that was that whole 4-4 thriller when they were down 4-1 and then some no more i think that magic. was a different yeah. tournament was it oh okay. they have like a yeah, I, I, I thought it was a different tournament i could be wrong um because looking at the standings they're still last in their conference they are uh they are on, they are 12 points back of a playoff spot sounds tough. points back but did, did they join did, did these guys join mid-season or something yes yeah the season was already like i don't know 17 uh, games in or something like that oh that's ridiculous that's yeah. weird I, I didn't know that yeah i didn't know either <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> Also, t- Toronto FC is terrible too. Apparently, that sucks. We used to be champions. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, so I I don't know. It might be tough to uh, make up the ground. Yeah, I guess so. At this point, but I don't know how many games were left. So MLS stuff out of the way. <laughs> the weekly MLS <laughs> update. Um, there is. I'll, I'll, I'd like to make this is just to at least put a little bit more Real Madrid content in this before we wrap it up. This is my prediction sure. for Real Madrid starting eleven on match day oh. one against Athletic Club. Courtois, 
Carvajal, Militao, Alaba, Fran Garcia, Chuomeni, Camavinga, Cruz, Bellingham, Vinicius, Rodrigo. Wow. So Modric on the bench, huh? Modric and Fede Valverde and Rodrigo on the bench. That's my prediction. Wow. At the top, you said Vinicius and, sorry? Vinicius and, uh, or sorry, no, Vinicius and Rodrigo. So Rodrigo's not, not on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Brain fart. You got to go up, up, up in there, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant uh, to say, yeah. How disappointed are you to see your childhood hero in, uh, what's his name, Fran Arribas? Sergio Arribas. Sergio Arribas, excuse me. You must be so yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Fermin Lamal. Just mixing mixing names now. Uh, yeah, I got it. It was going to be tough for him to break through. But um, I have made I mean, an oath. Is so much high praise uh, throughout the entire season. You know, such high hopes. And again, a, 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 a Fabrica product getting exported prematurely, man. Why can they not break? What do they have to do? Besides passing the Kian filter to fucking pass the Florentino filter. Well, they need to be, uh, they need to overhype all the kids like I do. They need uh, to be Brazilian. They need to be, there needs to be an interest from Barca and be Brazilian or anything else. And then, then they will, they will hire, they will buy them back for like 80 mil and. Correct. Yeah. Take them on the bench. Um, no, seriously, what do they have to do? Well, the position that Sergio Arribas is coming through is generally the most difficult position at Real Madrid, competition-wise. He's playing the position where Real Madrid likes to spend all their money, likes to buy the stars. Um, having said that, it's not over yet. He could take the Fran Garcia Dani Carvajal route, which is because we still have the rights we still have the rights to him. So with Fran Garcia's case, he was great for Rayo, and we still have the rights to him to bring him back. Maybe that'll happen with Sergio Arribas if he does well at Almeria. I have made an oath to watch every Almeria game. Well, you do that anyway. You watch like all the team games where your boys are on loan. Yeah. You always... Yeah, we're we're now in an era where players don't go out on loan at Real Madrid. They just get sold with buyback with with rights. Yeah, they, you know. So, yeah, oh, okay. I mean, That's I, yeah, I'm I, like my my feeling was, and it still remains this way, that he is good enough to play for Real Madrid. I'm not saying he's good enough to start every game, but to have like would, an Asensio esque have... career, like he's it's he can do it. I say. You deem that successful at Real Madrid, Asensio? I mean, it depends what your expectations are. You always need an Asensio or a Carvajal or a Vasquez or a Nacho. You need those players I, I in the squad. Given the hype, I would have hoped, I would have imagined that you had higher hopes for an Arribas than you did for Asensio. It's a bit of a flop. His his most brilliant moment was in the preseason friendly against Barca. You know, scoring at the Camp No. I mean, like... The, the, no, I mean, he scored in Champions League finals, knockout games against Bayern. I mean, this is probably a little bit more than preseason, but... um, I mean, what's... He's not like a... He's not a Vinicius-type hype. 
So it's what's the in between? Would you right? have preferred if it was to stay at home? Yes. Would so it was disheartening for you to see him leave. For sure, yeah. But again, he's not gone a hundred percent yet. It's just I kind of look at it as a loan. But he intrigued me. I mean, he definitely intrigued me. I would have, I would have looked at the idea of keeping him instead of bringing Brahim back, for example. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's insanely talented. His vision, his dribbling, his work rate, his pressing. I mean, he's a he's a visionary with the ball, and so. I I like and the thing is like he overstayed his Castilla stint in my opinion like way too long. He should have. He's already twenty two. That's the thing. That's he's, crazy. He's an older youth player. Like he should have left Castilla Old two player. years ago. He's older than dirt. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not a kid like sixteen, seventeen. So he should have left Castilla two years ago. They should have started yeah, the loan process or whatever two years ago with him. Here's my prediction. You're going to waste whatever, however many minutes, you know, what is it? Like, uh, let's call it 30 games, 90 minutes, uh, 2,700 minutes of wasted footage that you'll be putting on Arribas because he ain't never going to come back to Real Madrid. So if you're watching him as a future player for Madrid, my prediction is those are wasted minutes because you will not see him dressed up De Blanco, jamás. He's not coming back. Still 22? better than Gavi. <laughs> nice. All right, you made me laugh. He, he will be too old. He will be too old. No, Fran Garcia, Danny Carvajal, how, how old were these guys when they came back? How Heck, man, we had Arbaloa come back when he was like, what, 30? <laughs> I remember. That's true. And you guys, you guys, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But look, I, regardless of, uh, of because, again, because in part because of the position he plays in, even if Arribas comes back, I don't see him as a starter. I got you. He's not going to, he's got to be, he's got to accept a, a role where, look, we have, have plenty of legends who have been, you know, bench players or sporadic starters in the past. So it's not, it's not a, again, like you say, like, well, would that be a disappointment? Like, um, I don't know. I like to think of a player like Guti a lot in these situations. Guti was a wild success. He was never a superstar or like a consistent starter, but he was a wild success and has like a cult hero now after he's retired. Kind of ruined it a bit with his El Chiringuito screaming, but. As a player, he was a wild success, even though he wasn't the superstar starting every game type player. So, like, if you get a, if, if, if there's ever a Guti in the future, that's a success to me for in many, in many ways. You know what I mean? I hear you. Yeah. Who's the Barca equivalent of Guti? Uh, Luis Enrique. Yeah, I thought of him, but he was starting quite a bit too, right? No, he was starting all the time and until later, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe picking uh, up a chin. No, no, not really. Guti's unique. I was gonna say Pep, but also Pep was was would start. Yeah. Well, Pep would have his moments though where he would come off the bench as well. Uh, I don't know. 
Yeah. Anyway, catch my drift. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say like Sergio Roberto, but he's not on Guti level. You, you had to really swallow your pride for that one. There was like a part of you that wanted to say Sergio Roberto was better than Guti. This is the first time you ever admitted that maybe a Barca player is not on the level of a Real Madrid player. It must have been really hard for you. Well, I'm just thinking of the remontada, the 6-1 against PSG. Uh, Sergi is greater than Guti. It's true. He's on a different level for sure. Yeah. Yes. All right, Wen. Uh, do you got anything else, or should we invite our listeners to join our patron yes. patron pod later? Let us let's do that. Okay. Are we recording Friday? Sure, I think okay. so. Friday for patrons. That's the juicy one. patreoncom tacticas. You guys can also submit your juiciest question. We never turn down juicy questions. So if you want controversy, you want Diego and I to square up with the boxing gloves. Send in the question that will. Divide us. Last week we had some pretty good questions. Put it that way. Yeah, it's a great episode. All right, Diego, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Where are you again? In Mallorca. Oh wow! I thought you were just like a, a little cottage getaway. No, no, this was the holiday that my wife plans like as of February, basically. Uh, so this was the family planned holiday, the official one. Whereas the prior one son of, kind of fell on my lap due to the absence of work. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, enjoy it, man. Enjoy the sun. We'll catch you on Friday. Thanks for listening, okay. guys. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.